everybody, welcome to the show. I am so stoked for today's guest. He is a new friend of mine. He's a fucking rager. Love this dude so much. He's silly. He's fun. He's a party animal. He is a DJ that has released music and made music with everybody from Skrillex to Diplo to everybody in between. Valentino Khan. Uh, if you guys are into house music or party music or EDM, you might have heard of songs Deep Down Low or uh, Your Body, which he made with Nitty Gritty, another homie of homies. And um, he's the man, dude. He's cool, cool dude. We, we've talked a lot about music, about how he came up as a DJ, all the similarities between stand-up and, and being a DJ or a stand-up comedian and, and being a DJ. Uh, we all know that I want to be a DJ, so I learned a lot on how to transition my career into being a DJ. Um, Valentino's great. You guys are going to love this episode, which is brought to you by Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. Get a special discount and a special gift when you order today at magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. Uh, magnesium is, you know, my favorite thing about it. And I know this sounds like an ad read and that's because it fucking is an ad read, but it's also real because I wouldn't be saying some bullshit to you. So I just want you to keep that in mind. Um, but it's true, dude. I, I, I take these uh, after a workout um, every, after every workout, they're anti-inflammatory. They help with, uh, pro, uh, not protein synthesis. Um, what was the other one? Something, some type of blood flow thing. I don't know, but you can find out at magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. Cause I can't, I can't remember what all the good fun things are that magnesium does, but, uh, I know that it does that because I can feel it in my body. Okay. Magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. Go learn about all the benefits that you can get from supplementing your diet with magnesium, which you're likely not getting enough of from your food. Go check it out. All right. Uh, let's get into this, dude. Valentino's the man, bro. We, we had fun. And after this episode, we went and shot around a little bit. And he's got a, he's got a jump shot. Valentino can hoop. Dude. He's got a little J. Dude. He's got some good form, dude. Not only does he have a great stash, he has a great jump shot. Okay? He can drop the bass and he can drop a swish. Everybody, please enjoy this episode with the homie, Valentino Khan. Cool. <laughs> do you do do you do anything on the road to stay healthy? Do you bring supplements with you or anything? No, I, I started uh, taking that that liquid IV shit. Yeah, which is like it's it's nothing complicated. It's sort of what you put in this water. No one can tell, but like this water is just not just water. It's no, like, it's Molly. It's yeah, yeah. That's how I feel better. It's, <laughs> it's my only source of dopamine. Actually, copious yeah. amounts of yeah. illegal drugs. It, it's how I cope with the world. Man. <laughs> um. I stretch. The only thing I do is I, I definitely stretch before I, I DJ. Nice. Because yeah. I move around a lot, probably more, com more, you know, compared to a lot of other people. You get physical, which I, I love. I do get physical. Because it yeah. makes me stoked when I'm watching you. I, honestly, that's always been my, uh, my kind of mantra is if I'm having fun. Yeah. Then everybody else is going to be having fun. So. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Because I, I love seeing DJs. I mean, I want to be a DJ more than anything in the world, dude. I would love to be a DJ. I, I saw you DJing on so your. so fun. You were DJing on your I crystals. I practice on my Himalayan salt lamp sometimes. Yeah. You know, I have a bop it in the closet. So oh, sometimes yeah, I remember I'll just it. fucking like twist and turn and pull as if I'm pulling yeah. knobs and levers. Crystals, um, is the, it's like the gateway to vibes. I don't know if you know I that. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I felt pretty vibey last night that's, when I was DJing great. on my counter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'll go on the road for like two weeks at a time and I'll come back and just be violently sick for like one day. <laughs> I'll have some weird... Violently like, sick? Like you're yeah, just... like I'm in bed and can't move. Oh, okay. Like that, not like throwing up that's not and punching sick. people. That's but just, that, they, I think they just call that tired. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess I get tired, yeah. but it's just like that. It's like yeah. that thing you're in the middle of, you know, you go to Florida to Ohio to Chicago to wherever. And yeah, I always, uh, I bring a lot of zinc with me. 
I was, I was like telling this uh, uh, to my doctor today because I just had a follow-up appointment after because yeah. I had COVID. Did and you have it twice or did you have no, it once and it got No, I had bad? it once. I do know some people that had it twice and I'm just like, wow, you're really unlucky. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, no. And, and I was like, explaining my travel regimen to him like, yeah, so I'm in this city this night and the next time I'm in this city then the next night. And he's like, he was being polite about it. He was kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> why are you putting your body through this? I'm like, I don't know. Because I like to party. Yeah. Because I like to party. When, I, when did you start DJing? When did you start playing? I or st- producing? Did you start producing? I started first? producing first. So I started, I started, like, I started out as a, just like a hip hop producer, just rap, making rap beats, just like in my bedroom. Uh, my first placement I got was a song with T.I. and 2 Chains on it. Oh, no way. Yeah. What was it? Uh, it was on a mixtape that T.I. had done called Fuck the City Up. Nice. And uh, it w- the song was called Loudmouth. Okay. And it was like, that's like probably. I think it came out on New Year's going into 2012. Mm. And then at the same time, I kind of discovered dance music. My, my brother had shown me. I, w- I kept like passing by his room and he was listening to like European house music for some reason. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. Like, but I'm going to still listen to Dr. Dre or whatever. Yeah. At the time, whoever was cool at the time, maybe the game or something. The game. The game still fire though. Yeah, I shouldn't say at the time because he actually is very underrated. Yeah. Um, but um, and then one day I passed by. He's playing a song called "Waters of Nazareth" by Justice, and I said, "What the fuck is that? Give me that." Started listening to it. Then I was like, "Oh, the way you really like have a career at this is if you learn how to DJ." Mm-hmm. So I said, "Okay, I guess I'm gonna learn how to DJ." I know, I never had an intention of touring, traveling the world. I mean, traveling the world at my leisure, maybe eventually, but like, never had an intention of like just being. You know, on a metal guy, tube constantly right, and like right. flying through the, the air. And right. My, I put it kind of like depressingly, but no, no it's, dude, it's, I swear to God, it's, it, when, no, I'm, it's, when it's, I'm on a plane fun. sometimes, that's exactly what I think. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in a tube for I, six hours. I'm just going to sit and let the world of, move me. Yeah, it reminds me of like before I used to like tour with a tour manager and I would just like at the beginning, I would just, I don't know how the fuck I did it. I was just like going solo place to place. Yeah. And, um, I remember you see an American sniper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see where this is kind of maybe going, but like, <laughs> I, I remember, um, uh, I wa- it was like a trip to Australia, so I was watching that on the way back, and then uh, I like landed, and I really related to the part of when uh, Bradley Cooper gets home from war, <laughs> and then uh, he just goes to a fucking bar, and then as his wife calls him, like, "Hey, baby, you gonna come home?" And he's just like, "Yep." Yeah, just like he's kind of just like <laughs> I, I just fucking I, I need a minute. I need a minute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I, it was very dramatic of me because I, I just fucking DJ, but like I was like really yeah, yeah. relating to that. I was like, but it's more like somebody said this once. I forget who. Somebody genius like Dave Chappelle or somebody. They were like, they don't pay you to do the show. They pay you to travel. They pay. They're what they're paying you for is all the bullshit. Um, the show is fun. In a way, yeah. You know what I mean, you're right. It's it's like, you're right. It's I if I think about it and it was really hammered home during like, you know, the lockdown and all that when I was like, nobody was doing anything. Nobody could travel work, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, it really like, uh, maybe grateful. Like I get paid to just have fucking fun up there. Yeah. Like, and not just that like, I get to have fun. Like I get to like put smiles on people's faces. Yeah. Which, you know, if you're watching that is kind of what I do. For That's the goal. You know? That's the goal, yeah. baby. That's the whole goal. So you walked by your brother's room. He's playing this justice song. Yeah. You fell in love with it. Yeah. Uh, you started just, did you just get a deck and start messing around on your own? Uh, I took one lesson from some guy in like Glendale. 
Hilarious. And he was trying to tell me how, like, it was like, bro, if you play this one trance song, it gets all the girls wet. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, my like, God. Yeah, that's really what he told me. But <laughs> How'd I, you find this guy? Uh, I don't know. He Craigslist? Worked, no, it was like some guy that worked at a fucking, like, um, uh, equ- like a DJ equipment store. And they were offering that's lessons That's so there. funny. So I just took, like, one of those lessons. And I was like, yeah, there's not much for me to, like, <laughs> learn that I can't, like, learn on my own. Right, and right. Then, and then, yeah, I just... Um, yeah, I, I used to play with a controller when I first started out, and then I was just like, I just want to show up with a USB stick. What's and the difference now? So a controller, yeah, for those that don't know, controllers like you actually like have to lug around like a this like semi like solid piece of equipment. It's like probably this big. Yeah, it's and like it, two feet by three feet. And you bring a laptop too, and then yeah. Um, yeah, the problem with that is if that breaks, or like the laptop breaks, there's just so many more moving parts where like right. it's just it's just so much more like. Because I saw Henry up in uh, at San Francisco, I went to his show, yeah. and he only he had one USB and then two backups. Yeah, just in case you should keep a backup. And he just plugged in and yeah. went for it. So the USB holds all like a yeah. huge catalog of music. You just, you just plug it into the and then you just and kind of freestyle and choose yeah. what to play. And yeah, you'll set like the way it works is you'll set like uh, like cue points of like how. Um, you know, music is a lot about math. So it's like kind yeah, of counting yeah, bars yeah. and beats. So you like break down the song where you want to mix it. And mm-hmm. that helps you a lot. If you, I have a really like photo photographic memory of like how a song is structured. So I was like, all right, there's an eight bar intro. Right. This. Eight, four, six, this six, is like, four, eight. This yeah. is like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I get yeah. that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Just, just shout out. Cause no, I've done numbers. that. No, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I do that when, when I've done like music, parody stuff or like any Eminem no, impressions true, or yeah. stuff like that. I got to like break down his bars and see yeah. how many I need to fit before the 16th yeah, and exactly. the hook drops and there's a chorus, chorus, pre-chorus hook. Um, so that's cool, dude. Yeah. I love that. Now what was that? Was that college age? Cause you grew up in LA. Yeah. That was like, um, um, around that time. And then, and then I, I basically just like just dove into music and I was just like, this is, I, I don't know. I, I think when you see that you have a talent at something and you know, and you really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say the, the, the old adage, like, yo, know, if you find something you love, you won't work a day in your life. So yeah. it's like, you know, I mean, there, there are times where it feels like it does feel like work, but it's, it's fun work. It's work that I enjoy. And like, you have to like embrace the challenge of it all at the end of the day and just be like, and be grateful. That like I, I would, way rather be doing this than a nine to five. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm my own boss. I don't have to answer to anybody, which is yeah. nice too. It's just technically like, you have a nine PM to five AM. So yeah. That, that that's I, kind I, of I get I get uh you know the opposite now. I get roasted all the time from my sleep schedule. It's not much of a roast, but it's, what, more, it's more when of a do you sleep, bro? Five AM. Five AM, right? <laughs> and then like, you but accurate. then you come back like during weekdays because you're yeah. Do you kind of keep the same schedule? Or do you f- ever find some type of flow? It's all sorts of fucked up. I'm trying yeah. to get better. I really think like, you know, I don't have a, like a wife or kids yet, but I think like that's the thing that'll eventually that's, change that's me. That's the, yeah, yeah, Where yeah. I'm like, okay, there's some shit that's right. bigger, bigger, bigger <laughs> than me. people relying <laughs> yeah. on me. There's people relying life. on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, I, yeah. Like people directly relying on me, I guess. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, because I'll come, I'll get home after a show and it'll be like 2 a.m. And then I'm screwed. Yeah, for like the week. Well, yeah, I don't know if you get like any sort of. A, you probably do get some sort of adrenaline. Rush oh, dude, from it. yeah. Uh, after a good show, it's it's the only comparable thing is and drugs. Then, the only <laughs> comparable. Yeah, it is the highest of high. So happy yeah. and elated, like a, just a different perspective toward everything that's going on. Yeah, you know? and then you can't sleep, and then uh, can't because, sleep because of the adrenaline a little bit, and then uh, sometimes you have a really early flight, and then sometimes. 
you're really hungry after that because you spend Dude, a lot of energy. Dude, that's the craziest thing the, is when you get hungry after because it. Because the problem is, too, it's like what's open at like 3 a.m. And then you got to eat Wendy's. Or McDonald's. Or yeah, some gross like, yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, and I hate that. I usually yeah. just don't eat, and I'll just kind of I'll consider it it's like a tough. fast. Yeah. But then if I'm going out and I'm drinking, that's where the balance yeah. comes in. Because I try not to. I'm. I don't. I'm not a huge drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, like on the road by myself, I won't really go out to bars or anything. But in town, or if I'm in like a city where I have a bunch of friends, yeah. and they'll all want to go out after. Um, it's uh, you don't it's, have to rationalize having fun. I'm tr- I know, we, we I know. Just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make my body feel better. No, my body's yeah. like, hey, bro, fuck you, dude. We yeah, have you heartburn do, going on now every yeah. day, um, but it's fine. Okay, so you dove out of. Did you dive out of hip hop or did you start? Did you? I, I still produce like you still rap produce records too. It's, okay, it's, it's just like the the artist side of my career is really like just come to the forefront and, and it's going great and it's taking up a lot of my time and yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I've done so. I did like the most recent thing I did with like uh, was uh, a song with like uh, Young Gravy and Lil Wayne. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. And then before that, I did that. Um, I don't know if you saw like the Deadpool two soundtrack. Uh, Are you on that? Yeah, like the big, the main like Welcome to the Party song. It's like me and Diplo. Oh, that, yeah. I knew Diplo was on it. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's sick. Fuck yeah! So Very like, cool. um, yeah. And then I saw the Alice in Wonderland track anything yeah i love i love that song yeah so it's like i have a little bit of a balance between both and i can still produce records that like you know um god forbid if like djing would just became illegal tomorrow like yeah or if you broke all your fingers well i guess you wouldn't be able to produce that is that a threat yeah (laughs) 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 you know i don't know it could happen anytime happen anytime you You break all your fingers right here on the table dude the wrong thing on this podcast be careful dude um that's cool yeah. That's cool. So you, you, what was the process like between like starting to produce EDM music yeah. at that moment? Like, how did you find yourself into a world where you're now getting booked and touring? Yeah. Well, I first, Cause you were just a guy that liked music. Yeah. Right? And that's where, that's, I think how it should start and does start for like pretty much everybody. Um, yeah. So the, at the beginning, because I was just like making rap beats uh, my, my brother was like more educated into the music. So like, I, I, I would like just show him like attempts at making dance music mm-hmm. and I'd be like, is this it? And he's like, kinda. But then like, I didn't understand the concept of like, there is a buildup and then a drop. I was just making like loops, loops, like, Oh, this is oh, when the drums yeah, come. Yeah, yeah. Cause it was yeah. very like, just like old, like older hip hop mentality of like, Oh, this is where the drums come in. Then this is where the horns come in. Then mm-hmm. like a piano comes in here. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, yeah, like it's very like very rigid and loop bass yeah. whereas like dance music it does have structure to, but you have to understand that like structure and sometimes now it's like yeah people are doing all sorts of things that go outside of that structure where you're just mm-hmm. like you know um and then um and then how i'm starting to get booked is yeah i just put, put my music on the internet that what was did something pop like was there a first pop for you where something went viral or was it like a slow build it was definitely a slow build um and i think i kind of make a little bit of everything in every genre so i think a lot of times it was hard for like promoters and people to book a new artist that it's just like you're um like what are you are you like making this genre are you making that genre Mm. i mean if there's there was any like record that really like took me to like okay you're steady touring and starting to make like good money is is like the deep download record it did yeah uh, which i come up to on stage now oh that's you, did you see that yeah, clip? i saw a video yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing dude it was so fun um it was in sacramento and i did like a video intro as yeah. gavin newsom and then <laughs> deep down low starts playing and i'm trying to incorporate more visuals into my live stand-up yeah. show 
uh, a lot of which is inspired by going to EDM music festivals yeah. and concerts over the years. So I, I, I had this whole backdrop. It was like a psychedelic tunnel type thing blasted on the screen. The music was blasting. And I saw as I was walking up, people were like vibing to the <laughs> shit. Like no one was clapping. That's Everybody great. was like, Woo! Yeah, there you go. Like with their hands up. It felt like I was at a festival when I walked up on the yeah. stage. I mean, granted, there were only 200 people in the room, but it was a packed house for a comedy club. No, so of course. Uh, trying to create that type of vibe is really cool because I love that atmosphere. Yeah. It's such a fun atmosphere. Yeah, it's. I think I was kind of alluding to it earlier. It's like when you're doing it every night, you kind of like lose perspective on like, yo, this is. There's especially when you're playing like those large festivals, like the Insomniac festivals. Or yeah. something. Like it's like, they, they really do it on on like a large scale. Like I, I think I, I really got perspective of like, like <clears throat> how much goes into that one. I did like a charity helicopter ride one year, at like the EDC thing. So like you auction and like you'd win, and these two like. Um, two women one and they were like oh our daughters are at edc right now i'm like oh that's crazy and then i'm like in this helicopter and like flying over there and the guy that was on like the the headset was like saying like yeah like we spent like this million dollars on this stage and like this million dollars on like oh my god fireworks and shit and i'm like yeah. there's so much planning and preparation that goes into that stuff and it's like yeah it's it's very um yeah i mean you, you definitely appreciate it, but you don't you don't see it when you're just yeah. getting in and out there, you know. Did you ever go to festivals growing up? No, because that's the thing is, I just was like a like I was just like a rap kid. I would just listen yeah. to like rap. I, I I should take that back though, because like I listen to a, like a large range, of, like a wide range of music, um, especially because when I first started making music, I didn't know how to play piano or anything. So like mm -hmm. I'd like look up like oh who did uh, who did Kanye West sample? Oh who did the Wu Tang Clan sample? Oh is this this Gladys Knight? Whatever. Download all this stuff. Um, and then basically from from there on out, I was I was just like I gained this weird knowledge of like you know old soul music and then like mm -hmm. even like obscure Italian film scores like shit <laughs> cool. like that where yeah, you're like yeah. yo they sampled some because they were just digging for the weirdest records that like nobody had sampled yet you know mm -hmm. what I mean so um yeah and you and, were a student yeah you were studying but yeah pretty right? much without knowing it probably because you were just having fun I mean I definitely did like yeah like I I did realize I was studying in a way but like I, I, a lot of it that like, you just don't know how to like actually execute. Yeah. And you're just like, you're just like, Oh, that's when they make it sound like that. That's the way you make something right. sound sad or like, sure, sure. Or like, that's the way you make something sound like a horror movie score. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was definitely, um, it, it gave me a, a like a, an appreciation for all sorts of music though. Like eighties music and just everything, like yeah, literally everything. So, um, yeah, I, I forgot. And what then, I, and then, at what point did you start playing piano? <clears throat> well, because yeah, then that was the thing. Is as, as I would have days where I'd be like, oh, I, uh, I can't make music because I'm so dependent on finding samples, and I right. run out of samples. Right. So that I was like, I saw at the time with like you know the Neptunes were doing like Scott Storage were we're doing and even what Dr. Dre was doing bringing like live you know, studio musicians into the studio. And I'm mm -hmm. like, if I can just learn how to play piano, then, um, I don't need to rely on this stuff to, yeah. to, to make music. And then, um, yeah, I just slowly learned. I'm not like Mozart. I can't play Mozart or anything. Were like you kind that. of self-taught? Yeah. Wow. That's completely, cool. Completely. Yeah. That's which, cool. And like pretty much everything like, yeah, I've had definitely had people help me along the sure, way. Sure. Give me little tips and stuff here and there. But like 
for the most part, self-taught with everything. And I think that like any success that I have, it becomes like a little bit sweeter. Yeah. Just because like nobody can take that away from me. I, 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 I know the amount of work I put into getting to, you know, where I am and the, just the level I am as, as a musician, you know? Yeah. And what about the level you that know? you were at when you started? Cause what I'm, what I'm curious about is like for comedy, yeah. uh, doing stand up, you got to do a tons of trash shows yeah. where no one knows who you you're are. You're getting heckled. You're in a bar yeah. in fucking Fresno yeah. on a Tuesday night. No one wants you to be there. Everybody is there to drink beer and watch football and talk to each other. And you're up there trying to tell yeah. jokes. And it like there's so, years. It's of almost that, like right? an open mic setting. Yeah, it's almost like an open mic. And then there's like indie shows yeah. where no one knows who anybody is. No one really gives a fuck about you. Is there any? What's the equivalent of that in the DJ world? Like, did you do solo shows in your early early stages that were kind of trash? Yeah, um, just for practice. I would. Yeah, not trash. I, I wouldn't. When, say, when I say yeah, trash, no, I, I mean, guess, I mean yeah. you know what I mean. No, like, I guess you know that that like we're small venues, right now. Like not yeah, a lot of people. That or like or like if you did it now, you'd be like, what is this? this is something? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we grow. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I always find that there's so many parallels between you know like doing stand up and DJing. Granted, I would say like. Doing stand-up, I feel like, is way, way more difficult just because in the sense that, like, if you fuck up when, when you're DJing, like, <laughs> it's it's just it's, it's so easy. I yeah. fucked up before. I hit the wrong button before, and then I'm like, you just got to – it's easy to play it off and just act like it was yeah. a re rewind. You just be like, hold up. Y'all are not ready for this shit. <laughs> yeah. I did that shit intentionally. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, he's fucking with yeah. us, dude. But then you fuck up, you, you fuck up on a bit. Like you even fuck up one word. That's oh, like, dude. that's like if you the stumble pu the yeah. punchline of your bit. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh man, I just wasted like, like 10 minutes. No, the energy time. gets yeah. sucked out of the room. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And it's hard to recover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how you play that. Off. I it's think you tough. Just, you gotta like, you, you gotta learn. Yourself, you gotta get like, thick kinda. skin and you yeah. gotta figure out a way to make it, make fun of yourself immediately. Yeah. You have to immediately, I think, acknowledge your fuck up and laugh at it. Yeah. And but there's no, there's also no like distraction when that happens in no. stand up, you know, whereas people are, yeah. Like if I'm playing a show, like, I don't know, like people got friends, there's well, like, fog, yeah, there's yeah, like, smoke and lasers. How people could be drunk. There yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, huh? Did he mess? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. That was, that was yeah. a cool instrument. Yeah. Well, what's next? Exactly. Who's yeah. on the main stage? Oh, but yeah, it's, it's very unorthodox. Yeah. Like yeah. It. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah, so what were those early shows like? Were they like, you had to invite all your friends just so you could get some stage time or not really, um, in, 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 in LA, like I always make a joke actually, even now, like the, I don't get nervous for any show ever. Um, the only time I ever get a little bit nervous is, is Los Angeles shows just because it's all like friends and family and like you making sure right, they're getting right, on right. the guest list and shit, Yeah, which yeah. they are, but That's like, funny. You're just like, yo, you good? Yo, you good? <laughs> yeah. Pretty yeah. much all of that shit. And then people, you know, people hitting you up last minute. I'm like, dude, this shit's been on sale for like. I know. It's been on sale for months, dude. Yeah. I announced this in January. But whatever. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I don't think I've ever really been that guy. Maybe I've done that if I've, if I've happened to be in the city with someone else or like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I, I'll be like, who's, who's the person I can talk to that's not you so I don't annoy you? Right. Because you're actually like trying to, I don't know. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah, I, I just tell all my friends to buy tickets now still. Because I'm not, once I can, once I'm, ha once I'm doing like weekends at yeah. these clubs, right now I'm, I'm still, they're just giving me one-nighters. Um, yeah. 
as like a prove yourself moment, mm-hmm. which doesn't really make sense because nobody wants to go out on a Tuesday night. So you're not going to sell tickets anyways. Yeah. But that's a whole other issue. <laughs> uh, but once I get in, once like for the bigger things, I, I definitely would love to be able to hook up the boys, you know? Yeah. That's a fun thing. No, of course. And I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, it, it's another parallel where like sometimes it, 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 it is fun playing those those smaller rooms too because even as like a as like a dj it's just like it's more of an intimate connection with the with the crowd where mm-hmm. like like what's the biggest crowd you play for you think like dude the biggest crowd was 1200 yeah. on a cruise ship oh okay word yeah it was wild yeah it was wild in a comedy club um because comedy is better if it's small yeah it, like 300 is kind of the max some people like just shot their specials like. at like a more in- intimate venue yeah f- even 50 sounds great if yeah. it's a super tightly packed room mm-hmm. you know stadiums are like the worst for comedy yeah yeah they're the fucking best for a huge visual the show best for like making money i'm sure best for <laughs> making money yeah i mean drake kills it yeah like fucking um, kevin hart doing like a stadium yeah venue, yeah you know? i mean i would love to do that no, of course. I, that's kind of like with with my show i'm doing characters and visual bits and I already have a moment in my set where I'm like, fuck, I wish I had some smoke cannons right now dude, yeah. <laughs> or some fire. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I just want fire at my shit, uh, but yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. You know, you got mm-hmm. fire now. I do. I, what, what's it like having fire when you're performing? That um, is so crazy. It makes for great pictures. I gotta say it. Uh, it I, really I does. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you've ever taken a, taken <laughs> yeah. a picture of like a flame. shooting up. <laughs> you look so cool. Like, honestly, that's the best part. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff. It's, 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 yeah, I, it's actually funny because now I see with like the CO2 cannons, like the, the smoke cannons you yeah. were referring to. Uh, I, I see like rappers using it now because I see like Travis Scott using mm-hmm. it and shit. And it's like, it's it's really interesting of like how um, it it people are just like, oh, wow, it just adds so much to the show. Even though it's like, that's not what like real DJing is about, but it's like, I don't know, it's a spectacle. It's and become, it's, I, do you, do you yeah. see DJing as evolved over the years? Um, because like now you have, it, for Vegas, for example, yeah. uh, if you're not like an A-list headlining dude, you're not really doing the pool party. If you're not doing like a big show, if it's not like a big thing, I feel like you're not really doing Omnia on a Saturday night, right? Mm-hmm. And so is, do, you, do you see, and that's just my perspective as, yeah. as a rando, but do you, how do you see it having evolved into this point where now DJs are incorporating so much visual stuff and it's a more of yeah. a performance? I think when I first, you know, um, got into it, like dance music was kind of a, a niche thing, especially when it first hit America. It was like, it was a lot of like European dudes, a lot of French dudes that were like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was this very new like punk rock thing. There actually used to be like these parties and there was this photographer like Cobra snake and he would go there and just snap these really like, like very overexposed, like, but dope pictures of like the party scene around there. And it would always be like Lindsay Lohan, like Paris Hilton over there. And like, uh, like Steve Aoki was like just coming up at the time. And she like those kind of parties. And like, it was this very like kind of underground thing where you're like, Oh, this, this is like, it was very like hipster. Now it's like very, it's evolved into a place where it's, mainstream and i know like people don't like that but it's like well you know if it stayed this underground thing like none of us would be able to make a living off of this or or like just grow so i mean like i think there's something in it for everyone it it just it it depends on like you know where you are what your what your scene is and i think it um it's grown over time just because people you know it's the more it just becomes a bigger business people are like okay how do i level up how do i just go bigger 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 and then it, it, in certain like the, senses, it's like it's a, it becomes a pissing contest. Sure, like, for yeah. sure. But I feel like the growth of any 
small niche thing into something that's mainstream should be seen way more as like a positive than a negative because of the amount of people that it's reaching now. Well, yeah. Right. The problem is, is I think there's, there's a certain segment of people who feel very attached to an artist and yeah. I, I, I think it just shouldn't be anybody's identity to be like, I know about this person and you don't. And that's what makes me cool. It's right. Like, it's no. like a, um, it was hipsterism. It is. Hipsterism. Yeah. yeah it, but it's, it's this weird sense of ownership. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, if you really care about the artists, like you should be rooting for their successes mm-hmm. as long as they're still making music that you feel like, you know, suits your earbuds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's, that there's a problem that like certain people have encountered. I haven't really encountered that. I think it's because also like it's, it's just been a slow build for me. Like I was saying, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The slow, the, when the build is slow, it's, I think it's better. I, like I used to want to be famous when I was in my early twenties. I was like, dude, by the time I'm 26, 27, bro, I'm going to be Zach fucking Efron. Yeah. I swear to <laughs> God. Was really, this was Zach Efron, the bar. It was said? like that type of yeah, fame. Yeah, yeah. I want to be like Bieber level, have everybody know who I am. Oh my God. funniest guy. I'm going to be this and this. I'm going to be funny. What, what but changed? Like, uh, I realized that would have been awful. Yeah. Um, I never want to be quick. that level of famous. Or right. Just, you can't take a shit. I <laughs> I might try it on for a day, but only if I have the option to turn on. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> the best. Yeah, but like also, there's something to say about that about some like Bieber level fame because it's he. How many people has he actually impacted in like a really good way? Oh no, you for know what sure. I mean. Like, but for himself, he's probably so annoyed to see somebody outside. I've his definitely front door seen every day. seen videos of him like yeah, like when he gets back to his hotel and he, he's just like trying to calmly because he's also still being filmed yeah, so you can't like always. flip out right and then he's trying to calmly tell people like hey or it's, yeah it's like his apartment where he's staying at the moment he's like hey guys like i appreciate it but like this is where i live yeah and, like, i just like maybe Damn. just don't come here that's gotta be he's got to have to have so some, much restraint oh my yeah, god what that's you? gotta be I, I you know what it, i bet yeah. it's some type of like weird like meditative thing that you have to slip into whenever you say that to somebody because you got to kind of go numb it definitely takes practice to be able to make your point directly to somebody and like firmly to somebody yeah but do it in a very tactful way where you're not like condescending or get the fuck out of here yeah 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 yeah. totally totally yeah 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 that level of fame i don't i don't like i've seen people get really big really quick even a couple friends of mine and just kind of turn into not nice people um, I think it can bring the worst out of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and also it like, I think a lot of people aren't like socially equipped to deal with those kinds of situations. And you got to like really think like, you, you know, like you just got to take a step back and realize what's important. And you have to kind of have empathy for like how the other person is thinking or feeling at the time. Sometimes like maybe if they're acting a little extra, it's just cause just cause they're really excited yeah. and they don't know how to express that to you. Right. And then if you're someone that's, that's very, you know, not socially equipped to deal with that, that could be very o- overwhelming for you. And then you're just like, uh, fuck you react in one of two ways. Either you're just like run away and get closed yeah. up or you're, or you're like really aggro and be like, yeah, you, you just turn into a dick. So I think mm-hmm. like the, hopefully the, uh, it, it, there's a happy medium in the middle of that where you can just be like, you know, nice to people and not and being appreciative outside of your apartment at 2am, yeah, but yeah. you still have a right to your limits, you know? Right. I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. People should be showing up where you live. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Totally. What? So t- I want to go back to the fire. 
um, because I. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're really it's here so for. fun. Yes, I only want to talk about the fire. Yeah. Do you when when the fire? <laughs> let me ask you this, bro. <laughs> okay. When the fucking fire goes off on a drop, yeah. Do you communicate with a pyro team before your show or during rehearsal and say like, hey, around twenty to twenty five minutes, I'm dropping this track. And this, and then you like, is there any type of coordination? Yeah. Um, or are they just se- really sem- fucking good? Semi- at what they do? They're really good at just pressing that button and at, then, on cue, on, on key. Because sometimes you'll <laughs> no, drop no, a but beat. Like, sometimes you'll drop a beat and it's like, you know what I mean? It, like there's a, a glitch before. It, it, the science behind it is you take your finger and you go like, and then, you, <laughs> and then like that's it. Yeah. It's, 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 it takes years of training. It, you actually it do seems need, like you, actually, I believe you shot. do need a, I know for lasers. There's a license for it. There are, for lasers, there are. There's definitely a license because mm-hmm. you could just blind people with that. And a, well, there's a union for, for the fire. fire. There's yeah. a, it's a, okay. It's so a, it, Cause you, I, I worked you, in product film production. You've done your research. Okay. Yeah. There you yeah. go. And mm-hmm. I'm going to need a fire one you day. So I gotta, I gotta yeah. get my fire license. You, you definitely yeah. do. But yeah, no, I mean like there will be like certain cues in my set where like, yeah, if I play like, a song that I think is really important or one of my bigger songs, I guess I'll be Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, make sure like make sure you hit that shit like then. But then the rest of the set is just like, yeah, just kinda like pepper it in whenever you feel like Okay, like, cool. Yeah, necessary. Right on. You it's it's as dialed in as you want it to be, I should right. say. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. What about your graphics? Like what's playing on the visualizers behind? Same thing. Like I have general vis- visuals that like can be used for like whatever song Mm-hmm. that's playing at the current time. Mm-hmm. And then I have like very song specific visuals and like, you can also like, there's a way to time code that shit. So like, cool. When it, but you have to have the right equipment for it basically. But like when you're playing, when you just hit play, it's like already synced up, like no matter what. The and that's visuals. How, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you have like people that have songs like that are like, like big lyric songs like you want the lyrics like yeah. 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 Or like a super time. catchy hook. That yeah. Everybody you want, loves. you want to yeah. sing along with it. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. That's you can cool. dial it in like that. Did you ever do vocals on anything? Have you ever like performed vocally? I, a lot of people don't know this. I've done vocals on like so many of my songs. Like, really? Like, deep down, that was me. Oh no, shit! Because I saw Ricky yeah. uh, Nitty Gritty. Nitty Gritty. Yeah. Um, and he was posting on his story the other day about how his vocals are on a couple of his tracks. He's really talented like that too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so cool. I mean, it saves you the whole Actually, step and the, process. The song we did together, uh, "Your Body," me and Nitty Gritty. That's, that's both of Move our voices. Body. Yeah, yeah. Oh no shit. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. He, did, he did more of the the vocals on that though. I think. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's really cool. It, it's it's my dream to do vocals on a song like that where I just yeah. can say like one silly phrase. That's literally my fucking career, man. That's like, so cool. Like, honestly, bro, like, I'm just like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> like Aristotle's, um, I eat ass. Yeah. That song. That's a banger, dude. Yeah. I mean, he, he really just thought about what he was mostly passionate about. Mm-hmm. And put pen to paper. I'm sure there was a couple of like many redrafts on that vocal. (laughs) I "I eat ass. I eat ass. That's not it. No, that's not the cadence. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. I would love it to just go into like the raw audio file. Let's hear all the different (laughs) takes. Yeah. Him saying I eat ass. Yeah. And him just like, (laughs) I'm just imagining him like just losing his shit and be like, fuck. Like I, (laughs) I I know this this. is going to work. I just can't get ass. Yeah. I know it's I, but the eat it's all in the eat. Yeah. This is uh, Blake Weber uh, has a song called I Eat Ass. What's the song, go song about? Um, I think it's about the it's a metaphor yeah. and a meditation on the intersection of feminism 
and toxic masculinity in relation to the new age of neoliberalism. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a comment on I've, that. I've heard all those buzzwords before, honestly, mm-hmm. and I, all of them, my favorite. Yeah. So that's why I like the song. So that's why I love the song. Yeah. Too. Because it really brings to light some major issues in gender equality. Sure. So <laughs> <laughs> just every buzzword I try to put yeah. in, um, what, uh, how, how did the pandemic affect you in 2020? It was really, you know, it's, it, obviously it's like, it's been a terrible thing for everybody. Um, but I think, um, for me it was, uh, it was a, it was a test, um, not to make the pandemic all about me. That's no, dude, that's do. what this is. But that's it's, exactly it's, what it's, this it's is. It's a test for a lot of people to see like, well, how are you going to stay afloat? How are, what are you, you going to do? What are you going to do? And what like, are you going to do? A lot of people, I'm sure maybe some people have tuned into these, but like we're just, it was like live streaming because no one could. Oh, did you do some streams? Oh yeah. I was doing cool. them like almost every week for a while. And then like, then I started to kind of pick my spots a little more, make them a little more um, special and mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. like some of some, a lot of it was just like, I was just doing it out of my living room at first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yep. like still, um, still uh, just finding, it was weird. Cause like I, I there's no one in the, like no crowd in the room with me, but I'm still um, like communicating with people that are in the chat room and all that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did you light candles instead of have fire? Yeah, that I, that, that was like the compromise <laughs> that I had to make, and that, that was the hardest part of it. Two all sparklers me, yeah. right in front of your desk. Was, yeah, having to like, <laughs> you just had to bite the bullet, and you know, but yeah, um, yeah, and I just I bought like a I didn't know sh- I, I set everything up myself. I didn't know shit about like any of that streaming stuff and like yeah you had to pivot huh yeah yeah and you just bought like a a a a, um pull-up green screen and honestly most of that stuff i didn't even get paid for it's just a way to like right stay sharp stay with the not even no it's not really staying sharp it's more just like just staying connected with like Mm -hmm. your fan base and like and honestly it was just fucking boring a lot of times it was like the only like you just i was doing them on uh Tuesdays, right? Yeah, I was doing them on Tuesday, so it'd like it'd be kind of a thing you were looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, yeah I'm just drink, drinking like I like on Cinco de Mayo. I did one and I made a michelada, and I was just drinking a michelada the whole time. Oh, you love micheladas, I do, yeah. What is it? Tomato juice and beer? It's like yeah, it's uh, yeah, usually use like clamato juice. Clamato juice. Oh, because yeah. that has clam, clam juice. It in does. It. Yeah, I'm allergic to clams. Oh damn! I well, can't you can, have you a can, No, you can just sub. I mean, we. I could sub, sub something for the clam put juice. V8 instead. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, right. Right. yeah, yeah. I can do that. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, I kind of try to model mine after like the Dodgers games. Oh, the Dodger game micheladas? Yeah. Okay, Those cool. Really have you I, had one? I haven't had one there. Yeah, no, have... no, I've been but scared. You can't. Because yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't do it. Um, Is it like throat closed? I up used kinda? to have, you know, I used to eat clams every yeah. summer when I went back east to yeah. visit family. And I never used to get an allergic reaction. But then I got my blood tested when I was 13. And the doctor was like, hey, man, you can't be eating clams. If you have one, <laughs> if you have one bad clam, you seize up and die. Oh, and so I was it's like, that bad, yeah. Yeah, but I was like, hey, man, I brought up and eaten clams. Yeah. So I took an allergy I test once and I was, it was, I said I was allergic to sweet potatoes. And I'm like, sweet potatoes? Yeah, but I'm like, that's. Who's a, allergic to sweet potatoes? I don't know. That's, a, that's a, crazy. It's got to be a false positive because I've been eating sweet potato fries my whole life. I'm like, yeah, no, that's some tricky shit. No, no, They're no. trying to catch you there, dude. I think, yeah, I think they, they felt bad that they couldn't find anything. Like, hey, <laughs> Give them sweet potatoes. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's take <laughs> sweet potatoes out of this guy's life. look like a sweet potato guy. Yeah. Like, he's not going to miss them. Yeah. So I think that's what happened. What during the pandemic did you did producing slow down at all? Just like generally in the industry, 
Um, some people, I, I think some people took it as a vacation. I think that was kind of the wrong mindset to have because like, especially with how fast paced this, this industry moves, it's like, you, yeah. t- you take two weeks off, people forget about you. Yeah. It's not just this industry. It's just like people's like mindsets now. It's just, there's so many, mm-hmm. there's so much stuff. There's just stuff. Yeah. There's so just, much stuff. Even like television now. It's just like, God, everybody's just, there's just like a new show yeah. that you're supposed to be watching like every Dude. week. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah. What's the last show you watched? Uh, Barry. The Bill, Barry's so Bill good. Hater show. That's great. That's a great show. Yeah. Have you seen Handmaid's Tale? No. Phenomenal. I, I haven't seen like anything. See, other, people other ask me that. about shows, and I always say no. But I have like two or three. That and that and that like, I lock into that Righteous Gemstones right now. Oh, that's fantastic. Which too. will be coming back. I think all the shooting schedules got fucked up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So probably I think it's probably coming back next year. Yeah. That's so Barry, yeah. Dude, Danny McBride is so funny. He's one of my heroes. He's my man. favorite. Yeah. It's like he's bound it down as my favorite television. Yeah, show we were talking about time. that yes. last time, dude. Oh my god, yeah. my it favorite is so TV well show done. Ever. It's the last TV show that just did not give a fuck. Yeah, I don't know about if you, you anything could still do comedy. that show. Absolutely not. Now, yeah. no chance. It's which is so crazy because it was only what was it ten years ago? Yeah, which it seems more recent. But that's just because I I still like marathon and binge it on yeah. YouTube, like just yeah, the yeah, clips yeah. and stuff. Yeah, man, so funny, dude. So good. I met Danny McBride once. Oh, really? So in college, he did a movie with uh, James Franco called Your Highness. Yeah, I remember the, that. That's the one I still haven't seen, but I heard I heard it's hilarious. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's funny. Okay. It's like a stoner comedy. Yeah. Right? Um, and they did this nationwide contest where whichever school got the most amount of votes would get a free uh, premiere. Would get like the Hollywood premiere. Oh wow! And I was at UC Santa Barbara. At the That's time. actually pretty smart because it's like a stoner comedy. So yeah, why so not? smart. Get, get yeah, like a bunch of get all kids. the kids yeah. involved. And then of course they ended up taking it to a, a bunch of other schools too yeah. but our school won the main yeah uh, so you thing. got to see it first so we got to see it first and we had this huge hollywood premiere so it's literally the premiere it's the hollywood school. premiere yeah red carpet through the quad you know lim- limos all over campus awesome. it was nuts dude and i was in the film department at the time i was a senior oh nice so i had like the, i had a couple different ins yeah, so i like knew to, what yeah. was going on the department liked me i was friends with everybody yeah so i was i i i knew uh we could volunteer to work the thing because um, mm-hmm. there was a limited amount of people that would be let in to the screenings. So I volunteered to work it. I requested to work the green room. It's like a green room assistant. Right. Um, and they put me in the green room. And uh, in walks um, Danny McBride and like some chick. And then James Franco. And he's like, cool. He's like, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Just chill. Danny McBride vibes. Yeah. And then James Franco walks in with a disposable camera. And he takes a picture of me right there. And then he doesn't look at me. He, he, he scrubs the picture and then he takes one of that person over there. And then he looks at this guy. He just smiles like a weird James Franco <laughs> smile. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck was that? What is he going to do with my picture? You know what I mean? I mean? Who knows? So James Franco has a picture of me on a Kodak. That you've, that you've never, that I've still never, never seen. Had a receipt. Um, so they, they're in the green room talking and Danny McBride, there's like fruit and shit. And Danny's like, hey, should we throw strawberries at people? <laughs> and James was like, what? And Danny was like, yeah, come on, let's fucking do it. And so when it's their turn to go on stage, they took like a handful of strawberries and they're just throwing them at people <laughs> on stage. It was hilarious. They play the movie, they come back to the green room and I'm right outside, the door's open and I can hear them talking and they're like, yeah. hey, uh, so the after party's at the Bacara. It's at the Bacara, it's down at the Bacara. I keep hearing the word Bacara. What's that? Is that and it was a, it's a resort oh. in Santa Barbara. It's like a really fancy hotel resort where all the celebrities go to like vacation. Wait, so did you go to UCSB? Yeah. 
Of course they won the yeah. fucking the the stoner. Of course, uh, uh, of course they yeah. did. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's all we do there is party. Yeah. So uh, I kept hearing Bakara, Bakara, Bakara. They leave. I immediately call my boy Parker. I was like, "Hey, dude, um, we're going to the Bakara. Put on your best flannel shirt and ripped jeans." <laughs> We're going to the Bacara. I was, him was up. your friend Larry the Cable Guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just a random 21-year-old oh, okay, okay. uh, white guy in Santa Barbara. There's no other... There, you, you're not allowed to wear anything you besides can only, flannel or tank It's top. like the school uniform, basically. It is, okay, 100%. So we pull up to the Bacara. There's a bunch of like Lamborghinis and Mercedes, all these crazy cars, and I'm in a Hyundai Sonata with a broken taillight. Fire. And uh, the guy came up, the valet came up, and he was like, hey, what are you guys here for? And I was like, uh, we're here for the Universal Party, the Universal Movie uh, Film, Universal Pictures. I think I said it like that. Yeah, I said yeah. it literally like that. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, just give me the keys. You can, guys like, can head on you down. You know the production company you yeah. get in? Yeah. You know the name of it? <laughs> Dude, we walked down um, into like the uh, lower level banquet room. There's, there's beautiful catering. There's a million bottles of fancy champagne. Yeah. All kinds of Hollywood. Harvey Weinstein's fucking some dude in the corner. Like real Hollywood. <laughs> Was Harvey Weinstein really there? I don't, I don't remember. I don't think so, but I don't, I didn't know who he was at the time. Yeah. So I wouldn't have been able to know. I just remember seeing the Weinstein company thing and I was like, Oh, they make a bunch of movies right. I like. Not not knowing. Not knowing like, oh my that, god! Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. This guy's a fucking. Piece I of saw shit. that on a movie I watched the other night. It was the Weinstein Company logo that popped up. Yeah. In the it was like a, pre-credits. A, pretty much all the. I mean, Tar- I like, Tarantino. Yeah. All the like the Tarantino movies. Yeah, you can't take them down. I guess. I might. I don't know. Anyways, okay. We walked <laughs> down to the banquet. I don't know. Yeah. We walk into the banquet room. We see um, James Franco and uh, Danny McBride. Yeah. Off in the corner hanging out with people. We wait like an hour, way too nervous. All we wanted to do was get a photo. We wanted to crash the party and get a picture with the yeah, guys. Yeah. And so we order from the open bar, uh, two shots of tequila for <laughs> James Franco and Danny McBride. Um, and then I think James Franco got up and left before the tequila got to the table. Yeah. And meanwhile, we're taking a bunch of shots cause it's all open bar. We're yeah. 21. And then the shots get to Danny McBride and the server's like, yeah, it's from those guys over there. And we're like, hey, <laughs> hi. And we walk over to him and he was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> and we were like, hey, can we take a shot? That's dude? a Sorry, pretty good we Danny McBride you. impression. Yeah. Hey, you motherfuckers. <laughs> and, and he was like, yeah, fuck it. And he, we all took the shot and he took pictures with us and he was flipping off the camera. Um, <laughs> and he was just the nicest guy. Yeah. It was really cool. And then, of course, we, we took a bunch of uh, free snacks in a napkin, oh, wrapped yeah. it up, took it home, and snacks? ate it. Do you remember? A lot of cookies, a lot of chips, and like pita chip yeah. type snacks. Um, and it's then pretty, I think there were, there were a few finger sandwiches that, were, were that saved us like eight bucks. I always have like sandwiches on my rider, and I never ever eat them. Really? I did the other day, actually. Do you put sandwiches on your rider for like green room setup? Yeah, and I never eat them. Do you specify the type of sandwich? No, but I should. You just say sandwiches? Yeah. I just Wait, but then you sandwich. have just a mystery sandwich. No, they're usually labeled. <laughs> and and honestly, like... Wait, what if they bring you like a weird peanut butter jelly and just put it on a plate? I mean, it's peanut butter jelly. <laughs> How do you fuck up peanut butter jelly? Like? <laughs> okay, so your rider literally just says sandwiches? I think it says like, like just like... <laughs> Like decent sandwiches, but in fancier wording, basically. It's like, yeah. Okay. Just, just, just like. That's so funny, like dude. Like edible sandwiches, I think <laughs> is what it says, yeah. Well, what's the best sandwich that you've walked into in a green room? Uh, 
I pr- honestly probably a club sandwich. Yeah, it, like it, a nice it, one. It doesn't really get better than that. Yeah, they're yeah, kind of yeah. like moist. Like, like moist. wrapped in saran wrap. Like, sure, sure, sure. They're very gas station quality. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else on your rider? Uh, yeah, I think the the weirdest thing I have on my rider is a a fake autograph picture of Jeff Goldblum. Do you really? I really do. Do you get that at every show? Um, usually if they're if they're like very enthusiastic, do you to, take to it home it. with you too? I have before. One time they gave me like a big. I was in uh, I was in Vietnam and they gave me a big like mural of Jeff. No Goldblum, way! Like this big. Did you keep it? Did you bring it back somehow? I think, I think my tour manager lost it. I think oh, he, man. Before he like left it in the hotel room. Or maybe I do have it. I don't know. That's so funny. I should start hanging him up, though. Yeah, you got to make a wall of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Fake autograph. At first, I was going to really request a real autograph uh, picture. <laughs> every, but then I was like, show. that's a lot on the promoter. And it's a lot on Jeff Goldblum, it's too. It's a lot on Jeff Goldblum. Think about how many shows I play. And he has to yeah. just be like... Again, Valentino for him, guy, yeah. he's doing too well. Yeah. And next thing you know, Jeff Goldblum is trying to tear down your career so that he doesn't have to sign any more pictures exactly. for you. Exactly. It's just a, a big suck on his time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only have one thing on my rider, and it says no Dasani water. That is a great thing. To, That's I would, the only thing on my rider. I would honestly rather someone poison me than give me Dasani. Yeah. Did you, did you ever see that? That It was a picture during the pandemic. Yeah, you because know, remember, remember everyone was hoarding water? Yeah, yeah. And it's every kind it's of all water. The Dasani. And all the Dasani is just it's still there, untouched. Yeah. yeah. Dude, even if people could, people would rather die yeah, than so, drink Dasani. I don't if, know how it's still a product. If I was in a desert and I was just like crawling and I'm seeing mirages and shit, <laughs> if, if I saw a Dasani mirage, I'd be like, just turn around, you just turn around and go the other yeah. way. <laughs> no, not that way. Yeah, it's it's um it's, it's toilet water. It, no, it honestly tastes bitter. It's gross. It's yeah. weird. Like I hope there's no reps from the Coca Cola company that's that's listening to this. I mean, if there are, hey, fix your fucking yeah, water, dude. Your water, what are you man. doing? Get you guys your, have billions. Get of dollars. your shit together. Yeah, like there's other water sources that we have not tapped into. Right. You're already poisoning us with Coca Cola. You really don't have to poison us with water. Yeah. Also, you know what I mean? Water is just like, how do you even advertise that? Like, how do you sell that to someone? I don't know. And it's on every flight. Well, it's on, it's at a lot of the airport, like the Hudson news places. Yeah. 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 And there was a time where like certain ones, they would have, a, I probably have a deal with just Dasani. Yeah. And it was, there was just a fridge full of fucking Dasani and no one would, and I, no one wanted, I it. have to, but that's the one thing I have to have a bottle of water on a plane. There's do you n- care? Do you carry one like this? No. Cause I, then you can I'm fill it up at the level. thing. At the what? The, at the little the, the, the sink at, on the, the wall. Air, airport rest stop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the little wall urinal. Oh, it pisses those? out water, you know? Yeah. You but put that, it under the that's thing. Like, that's like just as bad as the sun is. Ah, I think it's a little better. I, I think it's a little better. Because it's filtered. Health, it's I filtered. Try, I try to drink spring water only. I, mean, I think it's. I don't know about right. you, but my, right. my, body's my, my body's my temple. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. It's not spring water. No. It's not Dasani. I, um... No, I got to Yeah, so now they have like smart water and some other shit. But yeah, there was a time where they only had Dasani. I was just like, ugh. Yeah. Have you ever had alkaline water? Yeah. Does that really do anything? Though? I don't know. You know, when I was I at. I feel like uh, fucking um, uh, Mark Wahlberg is telling us that <laughs> shit. And we're just taking it at face value. Just Anything it. Wahlberg says, we do. I was like, well, how do you know this water's good? It's like Mark Wahlberg. It's like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. What hey, come on. <laughs> I, I when I was working at Kobe's camp, uh, yeah. this woman was there hawking alkaline water to us like every day. <laughs> she was one of the 
uh, coaches. Good for like your pH balance, right? Yeah. So so you we drank like a gallon a day for one of the days, and it definitely cleansed us. And there was like a it made I, I was peeing the whole day. It made me poop like five times. That's fire. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. And I know there's a there's an attachment you can get for your sink, but I don't have the right kind of sink, mm. so I can't get it. But there is the day I have a grown man sink, I will get. <laughs> one of those things where you can just put the hose and then you turn your sink on and the water goes through the pump and then back out. It is weird. I I went to your bath. You do have kind of like a child's sink. It's I do. You kind of have a step up to get up there. It's way below you. It's kind of weird. It is. And then there's a Dr. Seuss painting right next to it. Yeah, there actually is. There is for sure. It's just the places you'll go or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to keep people motivated. You know, I was just about to say it's inspiring. It's inspiring. Yeah. (laughs) I was like taking a piss and I just looked up and I was like, "Hmm, never really thought about it that way. Didn't think now is I'm inspired by Dr. Yeah. Seuss. If you can leave the bathroom and you'd be like, you know, I learned something and and do something with your life that's important yeah. after you other than leave Brent's bathroom. That's, yeah, that's what it's about. That's man. a big thing, dude. It's a big thing. Where when you're sitting down to make a make a track, do you how do you dip into your creative state? Like, how do you do you just kind of go for it and say fuck it? Do you have any, do you like take inspiration? Do you write down notes and look at your notes for gu- uh, like guidance? Not really. What's your it, it, yeah, it just, it's just, it's kind of random at times and I'll have modes, moods that I'm kind of in. I can't explain it. I'm just like, I'm just feeling in a creative mood basically. And then, um, yeah, I, I think just for me, it, it's funny because I think a lot of people make music um, like songwriters and stuff. Um, uh, based on their emotions at the time. I've, I've always been a very like non-emo, like I'd rather be in a clear mindset when I'm going in there and like, uh, and, and be more like mathematical about it honestly, yeah. in my approach. So cool. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm kind of like the anti of everybody else that like, is like, I was feeling sad. So I got, went to the piano to right, write, right, which right. is like typical artist, but like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's cool. And then maybe, when, maybe I'm just like a sociopath or something. But, <laughs> no, you're like a Dexter. Yeah. You're the Dexter of DJs. Yeah, I'm like, all right, if I use this sound, it'll make me even more money. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, but you can do that though too. I you, mean, you that's can a, that's do that. People, yeah, it's a whole, that's a whole other bar, ball yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, and then when you're playing, you're going, you're, are you, how, what percentage are you freestyling versus pre-planned? I get asked this question too for Stan, yeah. but I'll answer after you. Um, you do have to, I think probably uh, same thing with stand up. You do have to do a, a certain amount of reading the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like the other night I was playing in like Ohio and I was like, man, they really want like way more like aggressive shit. So I just like, just kind of took a, like a diversion and went off into some like more, yeah. Aggra- oh, wow. Aggressive sounding music. But like, I'm sure it's the same way doing stand up where you're just like, Man, they really love these. Uh, they these responded well to the dick jokes. I was just about to bring up yeah. dick jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, but that's a real thing, you know. It's a real thing. People will shy away from politics. Some people, people will some, be on board for politics. Some people make whole skits about dick jokes. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, some people ha- have a have a big fat dick coming out as an NFT. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, I know. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. Me that's too. gonna be fun. By the time this comes out, I think it. I think it'll be out. Go purchase the NFT dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's. How do you read a crowd that's ten thousand people, bro? How do you do that? How much they're moving, kind of like yeah. It's, it's, you kind of like, feel vibe kind of as like, existential as that is, or is it more it's like more like it's just kind of a sea of people and a body of people, and you just like kind of see. Yeah, exactly yeah, 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 like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I okay. just do like that, and then I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, are they, are they doing this? Too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's okay like, let me do this faster like, now are they doing it night, no. night okay, at the roxbury right 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 it's like yeah it's kind of like my my barometer yeah 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 that's cool yeah because you gotta so you feel the crowd but you do have probably a couple of like um backbone tracks that you know could yeah. potentially pop off especially if it's like in the moment if it's your, if it's like your show and it's not like and yeah people are there to see you like then you're like yeah especially when you play your own songs like typically like you're like okay they should in theory like these yeah 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 you know what I mean? yep totally and um yeah i mean you just you're like you've played you've been playing like if a song makes it its way into your set you've been playing like you've been doing that over and over sometimes you've been like figuring out the best way to even like incorporate it in and like you're like this is having it's it's had a proven track record of success yeah and like same thing with the joke where you're like oh this this bit i do that like, kills yeah every yeah night. yeah like, yeah yeah like yeah. i'll try some new stuff for a few minutes and if it starts going south or people are a little chill a little too chill for me is there a way that i can bring in a heater is there a way you can like do you kind of abridge if you're like yeah this isn't working is there a way like you're, you just like can abridge it and be like I can quickly wrap it up and get to the punchline. Like, yeah. How do I, how do I like, like if, how if do, a piece isn't going as well, instead of going from a B to C, you're like, Oh, this like, maybe I sh- it yeah. shouldn't linger on B and get to some hundred percent. Like you can just go from a to C and kind of like, yeah. And that's, know. that's a big improv thing. Yeah. Uh, that's a very in the moment. Okay. I'm yeah. Th- I'm always thinking like two minutes ahead, right. Of where I want to be Yeah. in my brain while my mouth is actually talking. So it's like a weird, you know, split you're like, personality you're thing. like timing it and pacing it, the timing time, it, yeah. pacing it, moving and like in whatever character I'm doing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but then on the opposite side of that is I could find myself at that B point on the A, B to C scale yeah. and stretch it yeah, to be a big old B. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And I've done that before. <laughs> and that's actually my favorite because that happens. You're like, I, I know this it's is so wor- unpredictable. It's working. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you get to, pl- it's like, for me, I get to play there. Like yeah. that's if, if I, I was doing a joke about, um, well, it's a good example. That's appropriate. Uh, I was doing a joke about like, I guess cocaine is appropriate. <laughs> I was doing a joke about cocaine yeah. and I just kept like pushing and going. And I was in this like character that was one of my buddies at a house party that was like pitching business ideas to people. Yeah. That's all you do As when you're people, on cocaine. Yeah. Oh, I, that, yeah. Right. And so I, but they were, the audience was like so on board and loving it yeah. that if I had just gone to see. Maybe they would have been fine with knowing that, okay, it's time to be done now. But I knew that they would have even more fun if I yeah. stretched. You can push it a little further. And I kept yeah. pushing. I kept going, kept going, kept going. And, and probably then, a few new, more business ideas exactly. they're pitching a or new, some New shit business like ideas. That, yeah. Right, right, right. How do we finance this company and yeah. get a third round of investor on <laughs> yeah. the, you know? And yeah. meanwhile, <laughs> every 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> so like that, in, in that moment, it's really fun and, and creative. Yeah. And a lot of times that can lead me to like a video idea. Cause I take a lot of the shit I do on stage and I try to put it into a video. Concept I think I know that. Is it like the, 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 you only sleep four hours a day video. Those people. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just yeah. watched it the other day and it was really funny. Oh, thanks dude. It yeah. Was, yeah that was fun. Yeah. I never met her. I was that girl. Nikki. That, Nikki Howard. Yeah. She's, she's really great. Funny. She's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. She plays like crazy eye characters really well. Yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. I do too. I think that's why we get along so well. Yeah. So we could both just be psychos at that, the same that, time. Like the, the AOC one. The AOC one's so fun. Really oh my God. That's so fun. Her impression was pretty funny. When, yeah. she, when I asked her if she could do that, she was kind of hesitant. And I, I had the whole people sketch People really, really love AOC. People love AOC. Yeah. She wasn't even hesitant in the sense of like, she didn't want to make people mad. Oh. She was hesitant because she's never really done impressions before. Oh yeah. 
And I was like, dude, you will murder this. Yeah. And as soon as she did it, I, I was blown away. I thought it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever yeah. seen. Um, so I just, I love, I love seeing people do fun stuff like in the moment like that. So yeah. it's cool. Which is why I love seeing you jump all around Yeah, and jump on stage and shit and go wild. I think that's so fun. I, yeah, I, I just, I think it's it, like, I'm trying to incorporate just like saying more random shit into the mic too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially just like given like the circumstances of just like, if I see something fucking funny during the set or like, yeah, it's, 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 it's fun when it becomes a little less like routine. Yeah. And monotonous. So yeah. like, give me an example of something. Cause you know, obviously there's the countdowns, there's the call outs, like put your hands <laughs> out, whatever. There's yeah, the, like key it's ones. It's really tough counting the three every night. It's just like, one, two, one, <laughs> two, three, go. I, just, I, I forget, <laughs> like I forget the sequence of the numbers sometimes. Sure. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that's why they pay me the big bucks. Honestly. Right? Hell yeah, baby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, kids. If you just put in the work, you'll be I'm, able to count. I'm three. living. I'm living proof of it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the crazy. I would say that I don't know. I'll just go there because you kind of alluded to it. The craziest shit I maybe I've seen in a show that's actually funny because you got a big fucking wolf on your. Okay, this is kind of a spoiler to the story. You got okay. a big fucking wolf that I'm staring right at. It yeah. Looked, it looked just like that, honestly. We'll get really? Some, we'll get some B-roll of the wolf. So yeah, we can, yeah. We'll it, throw the wolf. Well, it's behind me. Well, you guys can see yeah, it. Yeah, I think you guys. You have like a fisheye on that thing? They got, they got right. it in that one, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, the, tech, the technology. <laughs> um, so I'm playing in, um, in San Francisco, Northern California. And then... Yeah, my guys. Oh yeah, there's a lot of traffic. Yeah. Anyway, I'm playing in Northern California. It sounds like an emergency. You don't want to go check. Yeah, I check think on? they'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's Venice. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we we pay our firemen and, and paramedics right. for. Our first responders. Yeah, for thanks guys. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, even though you're fucking up my story right now, but you, <laughs> about, I'm trying to tell a story about DJing, which is pretty important. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm playing in Northern California, and it's a crazy show. People are like. It, it turns into one of those shows where people just like get on. This is like earlier in my career. So like there's like you're playing like the kind of the more ratchet venues, a little mm-hmm. less security. People just like just come on stage and are like dancing and like spilling drinks everywhere. It's getting crazy. And all of a sudden I see this guy walking through the crowd and he's kind of like slowly. He's just like parting the Red Sea like Moses. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm like, wait a minute. This guy has got a giant like wolf dog on his shoulders and he's just coming from the back of the crowd directly just slowly, like very like mythologically walking toward the stage. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I just like rewind it to stop the music. I'm like, this guy's got a fucking wolf on his shoulders. Wait, was it a real animal? It was was just a real dog. Holy shit. And uh, he just brought the. Also, I I failed to mention that the the wolf had a sequin dress on. (laughs) And then there's a, if you scroll way back on my Instagram, I oh, actually, dude. if you really want it for context, I can, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can find it. But like, yeah, this guy brings a fucking wolf on, on stage. And then he just starts like bouncing and dancing with the wolf <laughs> and within in a sequin dress. And I'm like, how the fuck did this guy get a wolf into the, the club? And I, I asked like the hospitality girl, like later was like, how'd you guys let him in? He's like, I don't know. He said he w- it was like a service animal. I'm like, what? You don't even put a fucking that's a sur- mo- that's a, a service animal on your shoulders either. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> I, insanity. And then I asked the guy. The guy got on stage, and we I don't know. He like somehow walked on the stage with a giant fucking dog on his shoulders, and then we go like, I was like, 
dude, what's 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 up with the dog? And he's like, she's a burner man. Like oh she my comes, god, she comes to like burning mail me. She comes to all the shows with me, man. Oh my god, I'm just god. like that dog. There's no way that dog could hear. Not a chance. There's no way. No we're chance. Just sad, but like yeah, <laughs> you're just bringing a. Maybe that's why the dog can't hear. Right. (laughs) Taking the dog clubbing on Saturday nights. That's so wild, dude. It was fucking weird, dude. Dude, Were people like cheering for the guy with the dog? Oh, yeah. They must have been flipping out. How often do you get to see see a a wolf with a sequin dress? Yeah, it wasn't like any sort of dog. It was like a fucking... Like if you were like ice fishing in, in like Alaska, you'd want, right, want to be right. Res- you'd want to be rescued by that kind of dog. Wow, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, a fucking wolf with a sequin dress. Yeah, it was a pink a pink sequin dress. We'll scroll there. back on your Instagram. We'll yeah, do, we'll do an overlay. It's for that. probably like 2013, so it's gonna take a lot of thumbing through, but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go shoot around? Yeah. Okay. We have a, we books. have a little time. How do you think the Lakers are gonna do this season, bro? I think um, I think people were very skeptical once we had Russell Westbrook and LeBron and AD and like, oh, where's the spacing? Where's the spacing? Well, we yeah. we signed Carmelo, Kent Bazemore, uh, 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 shit, uh, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Malik Monk's a great shooter. Huge, yeah. So Malik spreads the court. They signed a bunch of guys that can space it. Brought back Dwight Howard and and got DeAndre Jordan just now, which is great because mm-hmm. I feel like we missed having that that like you know playoffs are all about matchups, so it's like. We could, you know, against a team like like uh, like the Nuggets, you know, when we had Dwight and you know Dwight gave Jokic some problems because like yeah. AD could guard Jokic on certain possessions, but like Dwight really had the physicality to match mm-hmm. up with a big dude like that and a big skilled dude. Yeah, got under his skin a couple times. You know what yeah. I mean? You, yeah, yeah. You need them in the playoffs, and I feel like we missed that like that Javale and Dwight rotation where we had mm-hmm. the option to go to the, those guys, and then in a in when we went against Houston. They didn't even play because we realized, okay, we got to go small to match up with those guys. Like mm-hmm. we had, we had Markeith Morris, who like basically slid over, slid over to the five, mm-hmm. um, or you could say AD was playing at the five, whatever. But like you could go small, and then if they're swinging the ball around the perimeter, you can just rotate, rotate, rotate. And like we, I feel like we have the versatility now to do that. The one thing I kind of wish they acquired is a guy like a Markeith, like a stretch four, which yeah. I guess Carmelo kind of has become a, a, a four now, the way he played with the, with the Blazers where he yeah. typically was like a Three. small forward. Yeah. yeah. But like, I think that's the one thing I was like, maybe there's a little bit of a hole, but like, I don't know. It's like, you know, knock on wood with the health. I think we'll be in good yeah. shape. Knock on wood. These senior citizens don't start getting yeah. injured. But that's it's funny. But it's it's you, funny. They get stigmatized as that, but, but they're you, still at the top of their game. Like well, in an unbelievable way. Remember, everybody forgets about like how old the Spurs were, and they just kept yeah, running. yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. need that experience. Yeah, like yeah, like like. I mean, you saw especially with like. I remember like a great example is like the like the two thousand eight Lakers when, when we lost to the Celtics, and it was like really Kobe was the only guy that had gone deep in the playoffs before. Mm-hmm. It, even Lamar Odom had only been the, the oh no. No, they won a series in uh, in Miami, so they went to the second round. So Lamar Odom has only been in the second round. Pau Gasol, had, I don't think he'd have won a playoff game before that. Yeah. Um, and then you had like Sasha Vujacic and and uh, like uh, all these other guys on the team that just just didn't have the experience. They didn't understand, especially going up against that, that Boston team was so fucking physical. Yeah. Probably the mo- probably the last bad boy type team that we'll ever see with the, the way they call fouls now. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 totally. And Boston was just, they, they bullied us. I remember Kendrick Perkins, they just punked 
the front court, especially like, and, and Bynum was hurt. Everybody forgets Bynum and Ariza were hurt. Mm-hmm. So we kind of lost like that really good wing defender to guard Paul Pierce. I think we had Radmanovich guarding Paul Pierce and like that wasn't going to work ever. Yeah. You know? And then, uh, so we had, um, we got really, we got punked. And like, I remember there's like, a, there's actually a famous video in practice of Kobe. Like, like, I think it was after the, that, that playoffs, like he really had to like, be like, you all need to get into my mindset. And yeah, and I needed, yeah, yeah. That was how, what ma- making your teammates better is not just about making the right pass. It's right. also about getting everybody on the same frequency mentally, like th- behaving the same when way. Yeah. Well, like, 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 the only guy that really was like on the same wave as Kobe always was like Derek Fisher. And that's how yeah. Kobe, he knew it. Like I can rely on him day in and day out to like, you're going to show up. And then like, you know, Powell even like, you know, you always had to like kind of prod and stuff. And like mm-hmm. even Phil had to do that, do the Zen mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Shit. But like, yeah. And then they came back the next year. Well, the next year we didn't play him in the finals. We played Orlando because Garnett got hurt. And, uh, but even during the regular season, we remember the Christmas game. Mm-hmm. We were like, we're not, we're in, we ain't no bitch anymore. Like right. we're, we're going to come back at you guys. And then the, you know, 2010, even that series that there were ups and downs were like, I think after game five, it's like Kobe comes in the locker room. He's like, who the fuck is going to like stand with me and like right. actually like fight back. And then mm-hmm. they win game six in LA when game seven, I cried at the end of that game. Yeah. That was so, <laughs> Oh my God. That was such a fucking, and then yeah, yeah you're then, you're then a Laker diehard, diehard, you're a diehard Laker. I'm a new, I'm I'm still considered a newish Laker fan because I'm not super die because I grew up with the with the Kings, so I was always a player fan growing up. But right? Who are you rooting for in 2002? Sacramento. Oh, you were. Oh yeah, no, no. I was, uh, dude. I was twelve. Oh, oh I was twelve my God. years old. Oh, you must living have in Sacramento. Rushed. Oh, of course. That was the best for me. Of course, been crushed. But then I learned about Tim Donahue, and then I got like uh, really upset years nah. later. The, I, I, granted, whatever. All right, if Tim Donahue is gonna tell you which games they fucked around with, he's not gonna tell you the real ones because if he true. does, true, true, he'll get fucking yeah. nutted. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So I I grew up, you know, and even prior to t- 2002, when the Kings oh, were trash yeah. in the 90s, I would go to those games just for wh- whoever was coming to town. Yeah. I got Shaq's autograph on a ball out there. Yeah. You know, I got uh, Derek Fisher's. I, I, Vince Vince Carter. I saw him come when he was on the uh, yeah. Raptors. Right. LeBron when he was on the Cavs. Like very early on. I, I think that was he, his literally his so first game. Me into his a, first game uh, was in, in Sacramento. Was in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His first shot was a dunk. Yeah, it yeah. Was like the, I wasn't at that game. Wasn't it like a reverse dunk or yeah, some it was some like cool yeah. shit. It just like set the tone for his career, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, dude. Okay, if we want to go put up shots, we gotta yeah. go now. Let's so tell people where to find you uh, on everything at Valentino Khan on all social media platforms. K H A N. Everybody fucking misspells it. That's how I. <laughs> it always humbles me. It's like when I see my name like misspelled on like a green room sign. I'm like. <sighs> It's good. So, this is what you want. You should put that on your writer. You should put please spell my name wrong. Name, yeah. And also keeps sandwiches. Me hungry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we gotta do a whole podcast just about basketball, honestly. Like, oh, one hundred percent. I would love like, to. Yeah. yeah. Once the season starts, we should go to some games. Yes. And then come back and recap the games. I'm down. That'd yeah, be amazing. I'm down. Yeah. Okay, cool. Valentino, everybody. See ya. Yeah. And that's it, dude. Valentino Khan, bro. Go see him live. If you like to party, go listen to his music. If you like to party, if you like to party, put Valentino Khan in your life. Okay, uh, you will not regret it. All right, go follow him. Check out his music and uh, check out MagnesiumBreakthrough.com/slash/BrentPella. Shout out to the sponsor, baby. We keep it real. Okay, guys. Hey, we're having a good time here. 
all right? There, there's a lot of weird shit going on in the world, but we get through that shit with happiness and house music, okay? All right, I love you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye.